So I buy this new mic and it sounds fine. And then I go up north in a fucking all wood cabin with the old mic and my audio yeah. sounds even better. What the hell? You got to build yourself an all wood cabin. I mean, this, this, this situation you're in right now isn't permanent, right? You're going to eventually buy something. Wait, weren't you, weren't you in, what mic did you use last week? Maybe you move I, up north. Build I used my, my old mic that I brought up Ooh. with me. Cause I had you on my settings. Yeah, maybe that explains. I don't know what was going on. You sound, I thought you sounded good. Last I week, I good. think it's as good as I've sounded in months. Mm. <laughs> well, maybe I'll just, I'll, I have to tweak the settings a little bit. Once again, try that one with your landlord. Let us know how it turns out. Oh. I sounded way better in my podcast before we moved yeah. in together. Hey, do you want to talk about my audio fidelity? I thought you were talking about tweaking your settings. <laughs> That's what I thought. Too. Can I tweak your settings? <laughs> Come on. Guys, clean, guys, tweak I know your you're settings. sleeping, but wake up. I need to tweak my settings. <laughs> if I don't tweak my settings, I could get really hurt, actually. It's an actual medical It's a medical issue. thing. Oh, it hurts so bad right now. I've read a lot of research about it. Yeah. Russell, you got another pineapple truly you want to open as your gong song? <laughs> oh, God. Let's try it again. I'm hoping that came over. We'll see if that it. came over. <laughs> I didn't hear it. We'll, we'll try <laughs> stupid new microphones. Maybe we'll try this. Maybe we'll try this <laughs> hey, one instead. Thanks, thanks, no. Rob and Matt and John for me dying for the recommendation. It, you know what? Uh, long gong. Love that Russell, long gong. when you when you say that about the microphone, I recommended that doesn't bother me. I'm not gonna think about that at night before I right before Rob I go to bed. Loves feedback. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music excoriated the order and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. That gong is still going. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We're up to album 155, and from 2003, we got J to the Izzo, H to the Lizzo telling you, hey, Suck it up and be a better dancer or you're fired. Oh, no, Lizzo. What did you do that to me? <laughs> Turns out you're a bad person, too. I can't believe it. Another a celebrity who is a bad person? Oh, it's almost like we should make heroes out of celebrities and politicians. Only sports people. Well, All right. <clears throat> quarterbacks, for example, of Midwestern universities. Let's, let's. Yeah, yeah. Aaron's bad that the Iowa guy got caught gambling. Iowa State, the Iowa guy is fine. We're not going to get into oh, this. Oh, okay. We're not, it's, it's too much even for us. Uh, <laughs> we're doing Jay-Z with the Black Album. Guys, I, the Enter Sandman on this one I thought was really good. Uh, oh. <laughs> let's get right into it. Now, I have to say something. This I'm a little nervous about this, okay? Because for the first time in a long time, we've got a parody song that I have not heard yet. Ooh, You've not nice. heard this yet. We've got a special guest. Some people would say featuring, okay? Just like uh, we got a new producer in every one of these songs. In this case, we've got a brand new person doing the- uh, New rapper. The, well, you know what? Let's just turn on the- You know what? Let's skip the parody song. Let's just turn on the radio and see what's on. How about that? Here we go. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. This is a public service announcement sponsored by Russell and the good folks at Beck Did It Better. Yes. Fellow Americans, <laughs> it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Uh, oh, this Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Rob. R to the OB. Yes. I move my plates in kgs. I want everybody here. You better call me CEO of the BDIB. I'm fresh in my caftan. Nobody higher. I'll be the podcast game number one supplier. 
Comfy with a waterbed under my frame. Got the flyest chick in the game screaming my name. Uh, Rob, not HOV, but similar to the letters. Matt loves me like Eddie Vedder. I check knockers because my wife is a doctor. Always tell my kids, you'll eat up this egg strata. So that's what I'm going to do. Take you back to the dude with the Miata. Fast forward, my swimsuit is a lotta. Let me tell you dudes what I'm about to do in the sauna. Give you pervs a glimpse of all my fauna. Uh. That's all you get, just one bar. When you want to hear about <laughs> the One bar. You got waterbed and Miata. <laughs> I tried. I did everything I could. Wow. Everything I could do. A song about me. <laughs> wow, Rosie. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron, that was so good. Beck did it better. I was inspired. I love this album. Now, Aaron, did you, were you at all embarrassed doing that around your family? My family was gone today and I recorded I that. So. No one was here. I recorded it, but I did, <laughs> I, I, so. I did email it to Rob and Aaron's wife at gmail.com. Cause she was, she wanted to know what I was up to. So she right. got a little, a little sneak peek as well. And just, I'm going to point something out. It is 10 24 PM and we just found out Aaron's family was gone. So <laughs> no, I mean, just like at a regular work day, like oh, okay. it was just like, no, like Anna was at work and Wallace oh, was I at camp. No, no, no. Okay. That was so all. regular work day for you. You got a nap in this afternoon. Yeah, no, I didn't. I had to pick him up at three from camp. No, and oh, like, uh, I couldn't even do it. The thing is, I couldn't do it like Jay-Z. Like I wanted to do, you know, Jay-Z famously did all of his raps off the top of his head and I, I had to actually write it down. So I have a little notebook where I had it's to It's almost to like Jay-Z down. is a better rapper than you, Aaron. It's surprisingly, go you'd find that rapping is actually hard and professional rappers are good at it. Well, I cannot tell you how great that is that you did that because I was going to do a song about instead of 99 problems, I was going to do something about don't throw rocks at me, son. But I thought that might be mean, <laughs> like to take a vulnerable moment you had and then do multiple songs about it. But I guess that's OK. Listen, I was inspired to make one about rap. I've got four. Well, hey, Aaron, anytime you guys want to talk about me or do things for me and about me, actually, that was a double. Aaron did something for me, so I didn't have to do it. And it was about me. I loved it. I, I can't get enough, Aaron. Feel free to do that anytime. I've got four guys here for Beck Did It Better, who uh, after they heard that parody song, they realized we have a hundred problems, a hundred problems. I've got Matt up in North Dakota. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, good, Rob. If you're feeling like a pimp, keep listening to this podcast. <laughs> nice. I've got Russell, uh, Russell up in Minneapolis. Russell, how are you doing today? To all our listeners out there, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is that not why you are here? Turn this podcast up. Turn all of Aaron's ultra conservative right wing podcast down, <laughs> and let's go get him again. <laughs> yeah. Aaron's, Aaron wanted to do a whole... We, I cut out Aaron's spiel this week about how much he hated the Barbie movie, okay? But that's... Oh, no. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and listen, I've got Aaron who uh, lately he went out and he took a poll and he found out that people hate it when their tents collapse. Took a what? poll. Uh, I've got Aaron in California. How are you doing, Aaron? What? <laughs> Hello. I'm so confused. There's never been a podcast this good for this long. So after this note, we're leaving after this song. Let's talk about the Black Album by Jay Z. Now I'm not going to lie. We've had some long ass episodes, two hours, <laughs> two hours, and a lot of it is the dumb stuff we talk about in between the intros and the voicemail. So you know what? We're just going to get right into the 
voicemail. Let it all play out, man. So good. Hi, this is Claire, Russ's cousin. I'm the cousin that Russ was referring to, who recently had a baby. He was like, why are you you texting me? You just had a baby. The context of the text was asking if Russ or Matt were going to the Taylor Swift concert, because I know Matt um, had really nice things to say about the 1989 album uh, that is on the Top 500 Way better than Red. Now, now, before I unpause this, what man did you? Nobody here made it to the Taylor Swift album uh, concert, right? Except for me, seeing a little bit of it out in the parking lot in Philadelphia. Yeah, no, I no. mean the the hype behind it, and again, if I'm going to be sitting in like the 300 section of US Bank Stadium, like why even try, right, Russell? Like why even why even attempt to go see that? I don't know. Maybe it was good. It was in the round, all that stuff. I knew it was going to be such a hot ticket. Um, I probably should have tried for my wife and, and or others to mm-hmm. at least put my name in to see if I can get tickets, but it's kind of cool. No, I did not. Yeah, it was in there. I, I, no, I did not see it. I kind of, I feel, I think I would have felt bad if I would have went to that and taken a ticket that someone who was really into her, like if people are that hard up to see that concert, I would almost not feel yeah. right taking a ticket for it. Does that make would, sense or not? Yeah. Well, Russell, I would feel so bad that I would probably sell that ticket at, I don't know, five to 10 times the face value of it. Really <laughs> make somebody <laughs> to a kid who's, to a kid who's <laughs> yeah. really want to take them. Right. Hey, Russell, not all heroes wear capes, you know? I, I don't know if I have found now that I, I love going to live shows, but I love even more going to intimate settings. So like Ooh. first have, I mean, oh, I like seeing intimate like as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. I'm going to try that. And one so these days I just well. don't know. I gotta go, I'm going to Pearl Jam end of the month here. They're at the X uh, opening of their North American leg here this fall, things like that, um, which will be a bigger concert venue that I've been to in a while. But I just don't know if, if, if I like the big venues anymore. I don't know. I'd rather try to find the smaller It ones. is much better to, I think, go somewhere where it's going to be a He's small a place. You can see a band you love. Yeah, it's, I, it's great. I love seeing They May Be Giants. They, they play the perfect size places for me where it's like 100, 200 people. All on one level, no chairs or anything. It's it's great. You know what? If if this podcast was revenue generating and we could have expensed those tickets, I would have been there. So, Rob, maybe if you want to send over the balance sheet for the last quarter, we could take a look how's, at it yeah, and see where we're going next. T Public site doing. I I do want to remind you, T Public site. Let me go check real quick. Uh, <laughs> two, we've sold two things. So, although I did have somebody say to me like, "Oh, I'm sad I can't get a shirt on your website," and I was like, "No, actually, you can. Obviously, we're not doing a good enough job advertising that." <laughs> they heard the one episode where I did the song about the online store being closed, and I was like, "No, no, you should have actually listened to more than that episode." No, I would I would like to remind everybody. I did want to do commercials on this podcast for a little bit, and Russ said no due to some you know legal issues or whatever. We probably shouldn't actually make money on this podcast but the only reason i want to do ads is because i think i would be really good at ads i think i would do a, i think i would do a good ad i really do we've been telling i think we've been telling you this since this podcast started yes you are absolutely wasting your talents as a teacher mm-hmm. you should be a voiceover actor you should be a comedian you should be doing live stand you should be doing anything but being a teacher well, and so maybe you should do some ads because then maybe somebody will hear you yeah. they'll come to this podcast you'll get fired and you'll be forced to go be a stand-up comedian i was a lizzo backup dancer for a little bit but i'm allergic to bananas <laughs> so i got fired right off the tour so. 
go look up that story, which actually my wife did do that in real life. So, all right, let's uh, keep going here. Wait, no fired a backup dancer or looked up the story? Uh, no, what you can look up what happened to the bananas with Lizzo. And uh, I'll give you a hint. It, it, uh, it has to do with Amsterdam and, and a vagina. All what? right. So try to put together that story if you can. Little Sherlock Holmes <laughs> out there. It's a tough one. I have two questions for all of you. Okay. Yes. All right, Claire. Are you Barbie or are you Oppenheimer? Now, to be fair, that's not only like two questions, but that was only one of her questions. Can somebody explain to me and Rob, since I saw you, a picture of you in all pink at Barbie with your daughters mm-hmm. and your and your dad who had like pink gloves on? He that had was pretty pink sweet. Biking gloves, <laughs> fingerless gloves. Yeah. And then we Love got it. in, we got into the movie, and my dad, the movie, the preview startup, my dad immediately pulls out two cheese sticks, two cheese sticks, <laughs> and unwraps them, goes like this to see if we want any, and then just bites him. <laughs> And my kid was like, Grandpa brought in cheese sticks and he just bit them. That's crazy. I think that's actually the better way to eat a cheese stick. I've been thinking about this too. I, I, my son eats them that way. And I've been like, nah, that's kind of weird. And then when you try to pull them apart, you never get the perfect pull. You don't get the perfect. I, no, man. No, Biting the cheese stick, that's, I like it. I'm with your dad, man. Oh, God. Okay. Disgusting. I'm a yeah. Christopher Nolan guy. And, and I, I think part of it is who is the lead actor in Oppenheimer? What's the guy's name? Uh, dude from Peaky Blinders. There is yeah. something about that guy that is, he's one of the creepiest dudes in the history of the world. And I don't know if it's because they make him lose a bunch of weight for these movies, but he's just got a face that like, man, if you ran into him, mm-hmm. like in a dark alley, you'd be like, oh, I'm screwed. Not only is he going to kill me, like I'm going to go like to another dimension or something. Yeah. He, he freaks me out. If he said by the power of Grayskull, you'd be nervous because you'd be like, oh, this is pretty, it, you would look the part for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's why he's so good in Peaky Blinders, right? I mean, he's like this. He's incredible of, in Peaky Blinders. He yeah, makes the whole show. I don't know. He just, he stares at you and it's like your soul leaves your body. And makes the whole show. Yeah. I would see Oppenheimer, yeah. but I would also, I think Barbie would be fun. I'd, I'd have no issue going to that one, but I would probably pick Oppenheimer. That's probably Cillian more my Murphy. personality. Cillian Murphy's. Is I will say, I will say I went and saw Barbie. Highly recommend it. Okay. Thought it was very good. Thought it was, it, I mean, it's just a whole I'm not going to talk too much about movies. It's silly for me to do it, but it's just a whole, like, it's just a movie with a vibe. And I thought the vibe was very good. And especially somebody, you know, somebody with two daughters. So I do respect women more than you guys actually. Okay. Maybe that doesn't come through clearly on the playback sometimes, but it's actually true. Rob, I thought we had a conversation at laughter, like episode 17, that we were no longer making respect women jokes because they didn't come off very well. Okay. Well, that sounds like I made a lot of weird respect women jokes. That is not true. I just said I respect women. I think it was a euphemism for oral sex, maybe, which is now, of course, a John Popper, which I think is much more fitting. Uh, But I I really enjoyed the Barbie movie. I thought it was great. The only thing was she gave a big, long speech on, you know, feminism and stuff like that and why it's important to to try to fight the patriarchy uh, and a very emotional time. And then my dad turns to my kids and goes, I didn't follow that. As that loud. Like he said it that loud in the theater. And I was just like, he was really wild and out of this theater. He had on the pink bike gloves. and the. I mean, I, we had to kind of talk to him be like, Dad, you can't. Okay, here, we'll play the rest. Still more? And second, like Russ mentioned, I recently had a baby. At this moment in time, at this call, he is five weeks old. And so I'm up every two to three hours feeding yeah. this baby, which means I'm up a lot of times in the middle of the night. What movies or TV shows would you recommend? Uh, because I need something to watch in order to stay awake. Thanks. Bye. 
I got two two shows I really love. Both are Apple TV. If you're an Apple TV enthusiast, Claire, one is Severance. Only one season. I don't know if that season's come. Is the second season's ever coming, but Severance, I absolutely endorse. And the second one, For All Mankind. Three seasons. Every season's a banger. Very interesting historical fiction. So I'm going to go with those two recommendations. Uh, Russell, what do you think? You've chucked a lot of your stuff. Would you say she should watch Rome? HBO's Rome. <laughs> <laughs> I think I edited it out. Ah. Where I made fun of you for having those DVDs, but. No, I, I think that made it. <laughs> you know, the, the the two shows that I've gotten into recently, one is The Bear. I don't know if you guys have watched The Bear. That's kind of the oh, big yeah. hit show. Yep. The yep, one thing I would one. say, though, is for people who haven't watched it, the, the Bear brings, it's about a kind of a new restaurant, this restaurant that's trying to kind of become the new award-winning restaurant. There's all this drama going on, a lot of family drama, a lot of family history. It is it really evokes a lot of anxiety in me though. There's a lot yeah, of intense. screaming and intense. yelling and there were, there are parts the music where, in the background. Yeah. Is intense. Everything leads it to be intense. Yeah. There are parts of the show that if you like had a long day at work or whatever, it is just really hard to watch and yeah. it's, it's hard to get through. And, and there's points where I'm like, this is so bad. Like there are, there are times where I think the show is so terrible because it's hard to watch just because it, it it evokes this constant anxiety, this constant stress. But it's an absolutely fantastic show. I actually, after we were out and had a few drinks the other night, I came back and I rewatched one scene from The Bear like 12 straight times in a row. I think the show is fantastic. Wait, which scene was it from The Seven what, Fishes? What the, what the fuck are you talking about, Russell? Yeah, what scene, Russell? What are you doing? Are you okay? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean we had, I'd had some cocktails that night. Wait, which scene was it? This isn't a spoiler. I is this the scene in Dumb and Dumber where he lifts up her dress? No. I've watched it, that 12 times in a row. It is. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Is that how we need to do this? Sure. Yeah. Fast forward a minute if you don't want to hear it. It is the scene when Richie has kind of finally made it through and he's a contributing member of the team and he sends yes. the uncle the chocolate covered banana as like the oh, as yeah. like the dessert yep. saying, yep. I heard yep. what you said earlier. Like it's not lost on me. And I just I thought wish yeah. it's now. And the the look on who's that actor's name? I forgot the gentleman's name. Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. The look on his face, it it just almost brought tears to my eyes. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the good thing is, is they're only half hour shows, right? Or sometimes they're like 21 minutes yeah, or whatever. But they'll go from the fishes is, is like an fishes. hour. Yeah. yeah, that's an hour. Well, except of... for that. I mean, they, but they had a whole bunch of, you know, they had. They had uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and a bunch of other people. In but there, the one so thing I would say, to, and I don't know you guys, but you tell me when you were parents, like, would you have a show on where there's just constantly people screaming at each other when you're trying to feed your kid or take up with your no, kid at no, night? Or no, see, no. you know what I would, I what I would tell up. your, again, <laughs> congratulations on having a baby. That's, uh, that's big time. And crepes five weeks. I would just be in a ball of nerves right now if I had a five-week-old. So best of luck to you. Um, I would pick something like New Girl or The Office or Grey's Anatomy or something just a little bit like mindless. Yes. Uh, You know, if if, if I was in her situation right now or rewatch something that you wanted, I mean, it just feels like the opportune time to like catch up on some show that you didn't. Yeah. watch before stuff so you like can that. just enjoy like watching over you i watched a lot yeah. of stand-up but like I, I haven't watched a lot of netflix stand-up since then but i watched a lot of netflix stand-up when wallace was a baby that one and i remember my sister came out to take care to help us out when he was a month old and she is a real person and we watched the mm. justin Wait, timberlake you a sister wow yeah it's true she's real we watched the justin timberlake concert which i don't know if that's still on netflix or not but the taylor swift one is so yeah, i think that's a, a good choice as well 
I know another yeah. one, maybe Rob, I know you got a recommendation coming here, but the other one that jumps out to me and actually my, um, my upstairs, my upstairs landlord recommended this to me. They had watched it. <laughs> upstairs landlord. Things are getting they? worse and worse oh, every episode. Yeah. No, it's a they now. Yeah. I mean, you own the basement. Oh, okay. Is the basement yours? So, so you got it. They it's recommended watching the show. I've made a huge mistake. Goodbye. <laughs> so so the, the upstairs landlord, they, uh, they came up, they were up north with me at, at a family trip for a while, but they came back early. They had work to do. Um, so they came back early and I stayed up north and I, and I realized, well, I hadn't really contacted this upstairs landlord in like a day. Cause you know, guys, I get, I space out. We've talked about this before. When I'm out of town, I feel like I can. Yeah, just I did ask that question last yeah, night. Right? Like, hey, when you're, you're so in? busy on Tinder. But so yeah, <laughs> no, it's swipe, swipe. No, that's the thing is that you're on Tinder, but you're like, oh, I'm staying true. No, no, especially up in the greater Cass Lake Bemidji area. Oh, yeah. It's just prime opportunities there. But anyway, so this is, I've, I've probably broken like the 24 hour point of like, I didn't call or anything, made a mistake. And all of a sudden I get a text from the upstairs landlord saying, hey, have you watched this show quarterback? And so immediately I'm like, I think this is just a text to like get my attention because they, they know I will respond if it's mm-hmm. something about football or something like that. Yeah. But the upstairs landlord plowed through the whole show and she liked it enough to where she said, we need to watch this. And we started watching it the other night and it's really interesting. It's really fun. It's kind of like hard knocks. I think even if you're not a big football fan, you could get, uh, get some entertainment out of it. I cannot get enough of these documentaries that are coming out. now. my kid loves them. Megan Markle did one. Uh, we just watched the Arnold one where it's documentaries for people, but it's also by those people. So they're like, it's a documentary <laughs> yeah. and Kirk Cousins like, God damn, I work so hard. And then he looks at the camera and he's like, that, that whole Michael Jordan thing was 10 episodes of, you know, his production company. Yeah. Oh, totally. And he's just like, oh, am I the hardest working man in the world? Yeah. Oh no. I had to go through some trouble. I didn't give quite enough money to an orphanage. I better give more. Like, and my kid eats it up because she's like, oh, they're so wonderful. I'm like, they're all making their own stuff. Uh, but yeah, Russell, I, my kids actually watched the quarterback documentary and they liked it, which blew my mind. They, they hate uh, watching football with me and hanging out with me in general. Part of it, I think, is you're right. Like they're, they're involved in making it, but I think it's like a positive look at these people and players, right? Like it's not constant negativity about, Oh, this guy's not good enough. He's never going to win the big one. He's an anti-vaxxer. Like, they don't Mm -hmm. get into all that stuff as far as what I watch. Like, it's generally like a positive thing. And so I think people people enjoy that, right? Your daughter's probably, I mean, you're a football player, but do they know much about football? Do they watch football? No, You know, so you probably pick up a lot of stuff. I mean, they don't even know what cover zero is, Matt. And I yelled at them about that. Did they? Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh. red, red. Yeah, I was like, red. yeah, you got to make the hot reads. Ooh, hey, duh. Running back's going to fill the spot. From what I remember the state of lift defense didn't know what cover zero was either. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem, the defense. Somebody get Greg, get the medic on the phone. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't say his full name. Well, what were you saying, yeah. Matt? Oh, I was just, you know, there's all of these new uh, Netflix, I think has most of them. It's kind of 10 part series yeah. about, there was one about wimp, uh, tennis, right? And it's kind of went through the t- part of the tennis season. And there's one about formula one kind of kick it off. There was the golf one. 
Um, what else am I missing? Tour de France. One, oh, Can I Tour ask you? Tour de France. Yeah. You know, all yeah. this stuff where you just don't know, you know, and there was, uh, I think it was prime had it first. There was all these soccer teams and rugby teams, things like that, you know, and when you don't have those sports as like the main sport in America, you know, mm -hmm. I just don't follow form. I feel like I can understand formula one. Now I feel like I get tennis a little bit better. That's a little bit more mainstream for Americans and most, but you know, all of these tour de France, like, why is this such a big deal? Why is it so hard? All that, you know, you just don't know. And I think Netflix does a great job of having these documentaries. Speaking of Claire, Rob, I noticed you never congratulated her on her new baby. How big of a dick are you going to be, Rob? Are you going to congratulate her? I, <laughs> I am going to congratulate her. It's, it's every, I mean, it's, it's a baby is a magical thing. It's a life altering. Is this her first Russ or is it? It would be uh part dude, not the second kid. Oh, well then it's easy. Oh, the I mean, kid. by the second okay. one, you're like, I mean, Aaron, I, or just picture another kid coming through and being exactly the same. You're getting two rocks thrown at you. Like this is, yeah, you know what I mean? Nope. It's, yeah. it's easy. The second kid, she's got it down, Russell. Oh, you know what? Alone. We're watching Alone right now. That's from what I'm watching. History too. Channel. Yep. I'm watching. Yep. It's good. It's a good show. They know how to edit it. They know how to cut it. The only thing is, does make you a little hungry because they are left out in the woods by themselves to fend for themselves. <laughs> and it's a lot of them like talking about food and how hungry they are. And then I'm kind of like, do I want a second bowl of ice cream? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. This guy doesn't even have a fish to eat for three days. So that's what I would say. Let's get into rolling going. And I want to be very clear. Congratulations on having a kid. Rolling going. That voicemail did come in three years ago. That's on me, though. That's my no, bad. I, all I know is I was getting uh, text messages from my cousin within like two days of her having the baby, and she was asking about the podcast. And I was like, yeah. "This is this is insane. This is ridiculous, right?" Yeah. And well, no, awesome. she's home. She's got. She's. I mean, stuck. you know, like, like three or four hours after, and everything's fine. I mean, you're yeah. kind of like, what do we what do we do now? And she's home, oh, and she's got so. a few hours, but only yeah. a couple of hours at a time where she's awake. And there you go, Russell. Not I would gonna, just say, you know. I would say this, according to the conversations I've had this summer, a lot of people talk about the podcast with you. If you bring it up first, <laughs> a ton of people, they love talking about the podcast. In fact, they love hearing stories about the podcast. Uh, Roland going, how is it going? Aaron, how's it going with you? It's going great. I am, I'm going to just start right out with what you want to hear, which is about something I ate today. And I made a realization. I'm not, I'm not a big salad guy, um, but we did go Ooh. out for it's not. It's not me. I'm not a big. I'm, my guy. arms are coming out of romaine, and my eyes are pine nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I'm big really salad big. guy. Salad guy. But um, we have a, a local. Uh, my cum is ranch. Pub here in the rest. It's a poppy dressing in this one, and a local pub here in the neighborhood um, that is, is changing ownership, and we we know the current owners and like them, so we we thought we got to get to we got to get down there tonight to to have some dinner. And for the longest time, I would have the rock on tacos or I would do a burger or the fried chicken sandwich. But I discovered they got this great salad, the intermezzo salad that has kidney beans and avocado and hard boiled eggs. And you can add your protein on there and uh, fried chickpeas. It's a great salad. So, I, so I, I go with the salad. But you know how with salad, you always end up with just a bowl of lettuce at the end, like no matter what. Like you're just right. like, you're so excited to get your salad. You eat all the chicken and the avocado right. first yep. and eat the eggs. I know exactly what you're talking right? about. Right. Yep. So tonight I decided I was going to eat a few handfuls of lettuce, just big forkfuls of lettuce, just to start, just right from the jump. Yeah. Just get in there, get some forkfuls of lettuce, get those out of the way. You ate the lettuce first in a salad? Well, I tried. I tried to just like get as much lettuce as I could because then I can just enjoy the rest of the of the tasty salad. I don't know if it worked or not because I still, I feel like I still ended up with like 
a few forkfuls of salad. I, can you imagine sitting next to Aaron at this dinner and he, he's like, I'm eating the salad first, so I don't just have salad at the end. You'd be like, oh, God, why am yeah, I going to get five? a lot of lettuce like, down so you don't end up with just a bunch of lettuce? So that's what I, that's, that's something I discovered about food today. And then yesterday. Well, uh, can I tell you my trick? Yeah. Okay. Usually it comes in a nice little clump. Oh, my God. You know? Okay. Yeah. We have a visitor. And so then you just, if you kind of spread everything out a little bit, <laughs> and maybe eat like the fruit and maybe the, maybe it's got like walnuts or fruit. Maybe that's, you know, you could take a couple of those off, but if you just spread it out enough, it kind of looks like you ate it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I so like Matt's tactic. Matt, you're not a lettuce guy at all, Rob. I don't know if you have salad I quirks. My quirk is, I like this. <laughs> there's a salad I like. It's from Panera and it's got okay. cherry tomatoes in it, but I don't like tomatoes. So at the end of the salad, every time I've just got this bowl of these little tomatoes. Right. And even though I don't like them, I fucking eat them at the end. <laughs> oh, my God. Russell, you don't right. have any self-respect. Right. <laughs> no, so oh, no. Take, his, take his medicine. I like it. God, I like that's the it. word. What a delicious salad. I better end up ha- eating something I hate. Well, I mean, what would make me a true psycho would be the arid move of eating them all at eat the beginning, first. right? Eat them, eat them first. And then I'm a piece good. of shit. I better take my medicine right now. Uh, so then the real thing is that last night was National Night Out. So um, we've this is our second year on this block with this group of neighbors. So it was a little more, we were all a little more social than we had been. So I learned, I learned some very fascinating things about my neighbors. So I wanted to share, well, about life and my neighbors. So I wanted to share three right. things that I learned. One... I learned that one of my neighbors, who I know a little bit but hadn't talked to a whole bunch, went to the Killer Mike show at the Fillmore in San Francisco last week. Last week, and I should have like, right? I should have been going to the Killer Mike show played with this guy. Killer Mike played at First Ave. Uh, let's see, I went to the Killers on Thursday. That Sunday, yeah, he was going to play, and I was this close to going, but I was so tired I couldn't go. Yeah, and so, brought, he's got his whole gospel Killer choir. Mike at first ab, seen him at Fillmore. That would be sweet. I know. I totally messed up. So I learned I've got a Killer Mike fan on the block. So I'm going to have to hit him up for future shows, but I really made a mistake. Second, I learned uh, that one of my neighbors is from, let me see if I get this right. He is from Senegal. His wife is from Tokyo. They met in Tanzania because he was giving okay, wait, a wait, wait, wait. Let me come up with a joke for this. Oh, please do not. <laughs> please do not. <laughs> he was giving a TED talk in Tanzania and she was in the audience and that's how they met. Like, can you, like, you hear that story and you're like, well, I don't have anything interesting to say to you. I'm just like, well, I, you know, worked at my computer today and well, now I'm here because I brought some watermelon and that's, that's the thing. I'm looking up online Tanzania TED talk and the only one I see is. How I deal with my super huge dong. <laughs> and the link is purple. It's my dad's computer. Oh, no. Genetics. Why? I would imagine if you're a public speaker and you're doing a TED talk, you could pick up a lot of action for the people that go to those oh, events, right? Really? I mean, it worked for him. Like he's yeah. married now. Like they live, you know, I mean, they just had their second baby. My 10,000 hours is finding the G spot. And the third thing I learned, and I shouldn't even do this because you guys are going to, it's just too much grist for the mill, but I have to say this. I have been so frustrated with the grill grates on my grill for four years. I'm like, I don't like the shape of these things. I don't like how they're hard to clean. I would say grill, not grates. Yeah, exactly. These grill are not grates. So my neighbor across the street pulls his grill out on national night out and I helped him bring it out. And I said, Hey man, I like that. He's got a Weber just like I do. He's got the bigger version, but you know, so I was like, Hey man, I like that. What a flex on Aaron. He's got the the bigger. Aaron, how big is your Weber? Yeah. 
I got this right now with your hands. How big is it? No, it's the two burner one. It's just a, it's just a little guy. How small is your little green egg? (laughs) Aaron. (laughs) I don't have a little green egg. I just have the Weber spirit. I heard the little green egg is a myth. Charcoal one as well. (laughs) Yeah. The green egg. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, "Hey, Jeremy, I really like the shape of your grates. Like that's way better than mine because I don't like the triangle shape of mine too." Oh. And he said, "He said, oh, was yours a Weber?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, just flip the grates over." Oh, ah, I've been using right. them on the yeah. wrong fucking side right. for four years, and Matt, Matt knew where this say. was going the whole way. Well, I was going to say that, or you know, Shit. you can just get new grates. Well, that's what you I've can, been wanting to do, but I'm always yeah. like, "Well, they're a hundred bucks. I don't know if I want to spend the hundred bucks." You know, <sighs> Russell, so that was can it. I, Russell, can I ask you something? We all acted like we knew what the fuck he was talking about. Do you understand why flipping over grill grates would make them different size? Why is that? I don't get different it. Different shape. Different shape. Yeah. I mean, why? I suppose if you had put it on the wrong way and been using it the wrong way, it could be annoying. I've been using it wrong yeah. for years. Aaron's like, my grill is just three little dots. And there's a big black semicircle on the ground. And the guy's like, well, you have your grill upside down. He's like, oh, God. That makes so much sense. Aaron's just cranking propane after propane into a charcoal grill. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I think it's backwards or something. Oh, oh, I knew I knew this would be some good Pro content. Pro tip for but- your grates too, and I didn't figure this out for a while. Is every once in a while you got to take some olive oil, mm-hmm. put it on a whatever you want to put it, but apply it on those grates. Like a paper towel, a little bit, and that protects those bad. Yeah, paper yeah. towel. Yeah, you cook it with that. That really helps protect them too. So make sure you're you're oiling your uh, grates. Get them oiled. You know, one of these yeah. next couple months here. Yeah, I got to clean. I'm, I got to clean it before Friday because I think I might. We might have some people over, and it's, it needs to be Why? cleaned. And I got to flip the grades over. I can't believe you that's guys it. picked the Oppenheimer that's, after listening to this conversation. That's crazy. That's, I mean, I, well, we didn't even get to that. I would like to think that I'm a Barbie, but I'm, I would let other people. Uh, oh, you and I are both. You and I are both Barbies, Aaron. I'd like that. to be a Barbie. First, yeah, me too. Matt, how's it rolling going with Matt? Uh good. Uh, text chain, big text chain. A couple weeks ago, we talked about what is the top American band or bands of all time. Remember this text yes. chain conversation? Yes. Yeah. And my phone is obviously listening to me and because all of a sudden I get nothing but uh, uh, ads about how much I hate my boss, you know, these ads for people who hate their boss <laughs> and different names and boss. stuff like that. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then all of a sudden I got some, that get, some article from some website had, uh, click on this article to the top 10 American bands of all time. Okay. So I thought maybe all we right. could go through this. You know what I heard? Any of them Coltrane's second quartet. Because that's the one. That's oh. the best band. Man, if that's uh, number one, no, I'm going to lose I think my he mind. Was part of number four. All right. Okay. Say that again. Okay. Now, Matt, can I ask you is this one of the top <laughs> American bands you've ever heard? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can you imagine buying a record and this is on there and you're like, what? What? What is and, this song? And does this website consider Skilo an artist or a band? This what I you know I was checking for this, but it's straight up. It's it's a little bit off, but it's straight up. It, it, there's some lead singers with their bands. Let's just put it that way. If right. That makes sense. Well, right. It's hard to define. You know, like Taylor Swift's not going to be on there because it's not Taylor Swift and the Swifties or whatever. But um, you can get it. So should we just go through the list? Let's or hear. Anybody want to guess? Does anybody want to take one guess of? Uh, sure. What, what, what's the publication for this list? I have no idea. I texted it to myself and I should have texted. I have I, random, random, uh, you know how you get those like email, the news feeds or whatever. It was just a random article in my news feed. So I thought I'll click on this. And I see guess who's on there. Says. 
Uh, we'll say that again, Rosie. Uh, we're going to guess at who's on there. Who's Just guess no, one guess. It's, one it, Aaron, it's not band. guess who. They're Canadian. This is Americans. Band. I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to say. And if you guess the who, I'm just going to say this. If you guess the who, that's an English man. So don't guess that. I either. know that. Oh. Replacements not on there. Ooh, no replacements. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm going to throw up. They're not one of my favorites, but I'm going to throw out the Foo Fighters. Not on there. Wow. Which is whoa. So this this is probably I think. Let me see if I can tell. There's one band from the eighties, one from the eighties and nineties, one from the eighties. There's, there's not a lot of new bands on here. Oh, and John from so the most, the band is Canadian. So best American band, best American band. The band is Canadian. That was so good, man. Good. Does Tom Petty and the heartbreakers count. Oh, that's gotta be, they there, are right? on there. Yep. They are number five on the list. All right. All right. Uh, I saw John from Edina, or I, I was thinking John from Edina might suggest Guns N' Roses. So I'm going to throw that one out there as well. Not on there. Whoa, how about, what? How about what fuck? Aerosmith? What is this list? No. Aerosmith not on there. Oh no, let's God. go through the list so then you guys can tell. Well, remember your list. Remember and see if And I these- swear to God, if you say that Franz List is on there, I know for a fact he's not American. Okay. All right. Is number 10. Is right said Fred from Austria. America? Going from 10 to 1. I think right said so Fred is from America. What? <laughs> Yeah. Prince and the Revolution, oh. number 10. Oh, wow. Sure. Prince okay. and the Revolution. Too low. I mean, I mean if you look that's at the band, it's yeah, number nine. It's so okay, great. Parliament Funkadelic. Okay, okay. Well, also, not one band, but yeah. Yep, number eight, Talking Heads. Above Parliament? Great, but I could, yeah, come on. Yeah. Wait, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire is going to be on Ohio not Players. No, what? you guys are going to guess. Stop this. Stop it. This is horseshit. Number seven, the Beach Boys. Seven. Number seven? You gotta be kidding me. Seven. I thought they were gonna Better be number than... one for sure. Come number on. six, the Grateful Dead. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, number five, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Above Funkadelic. Yeah. Number four. No. Rosie, the Miles Davis Sextet. Is Coltrane part of that? Mm, I don't think so, because I think that'd be from Birth of the Cool. But I'm, okay. I'd have to, I don't Boy, know. Sextet was sure. just what my, uh, when I was in Vietnam, I did a uh, 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 TED talk. You stop. Uh, <laughs> are you bringing on sex sextet. and then the TED offensive? Tyler, yeah, sextet. Job. Well, it was TED. <laughs> and I was like, well, let's, me and Miles Davis, oh, we were man. London Bridget. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, the Almond Brothers. Almond Brothers. The Almond Whoa. Brothers? Almond so much brothers. water. Number three. Number two, Jimi Hendrix and his oh. band. So I kind of Wait, like, some of them were British, right? Wasn't the- I don't know. Wait, number it, wait, wait, hold on. It just says Jimi Hendrix and his band? <laughs> yeah. He had more than one band. <laughs> well, maybe his band of Gypsies. Band of Gypsies with Buddy Miles. I mean, I was just listening to that record this week. Now, I personally, and I think maybe John from Edina will agree with this, but... Uh, number one, they've got the number one band, American band, as Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I like that actually. I, yeah, I love CCR. But There's no on. other country that could have made CCR. List. I mean, he's right. Like you know how we do all this whole ranking thing. If aliens came to Earth and you said, "Give us your greatest band ever," and that's who we march out. Like no, like, John oh, knows I love Lodi. I think it's the most American band. Okay. Right. CCR would yep. not be playing for the CCCP. Okay. They could only make that music in the U.S. Don't that know might be that, like the, maybe the most American sound. You know, I don't know for so, sure. I love that. That, that was one list from one website that I didn't write down of just and, you know again. <laughs> maybe uh, Neil from Lakeville will call in because he hates the ranking system or something. So yeah, interesting. I gotta say, I'm a little surprised that Grand Funk Railroad was in there. With their song. 
They're just, but they're not a top ten. They're just. They, 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 they were a top ten so, American band. That's true. And so American they're on the band. list. Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah. You fucked your TED talk. Yeah. Just like me. <laughs> All right, rolling, going, Rob. The year was going with 2005. You? Uh, I'll tell you what. Listen, guys, I got problems. Okay, you guys know. You got problems. I got hashtag problems, and they're really bad this time. You guys know one thing I hate is learning things about me that I've done <laughs> that are bad. Oh. And I, it, because at no point in my memory have I done anything bad or wrong. No. Okay. No. And I saw something this weekend that shook me to my very core. Okay. So I just want to show you guys oh. this. I need to zoom in on this photo a little bit. But this is me at a we're, wedding. We're, we're doing a picture segment. We're, this is Ooh. me at my friend Kirsten's wedding. Okay. There's her husband. Joke. There's my her husband Mike in the background. There's Carrie. Uh, there's Greta. Coverage. Okay. Now, if you see something <laughs> about me that you notice, now I am wearing a maroon shirt with a gold tie. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you, you notice sandals, you wear sandals to the I, wedding. It's and this. Where's is your left hand? Is another question. <laughs> no, don't say that. It's a bride. It's a beautiful bride. Why are you, you flicking off? Do you, the you think I would have your crotches is close to a, a bride? Yeah, that true, yeah. Bulge there. Look at that bulge. Like right below there's the a there. bulge against the bridal dress. Wow. Well, yes. Yeah, in some cultures, the dominant definitely. male would actually get a bed right. So it's something oh, to think God, about. No. They talked about that a little bit in the Barbie movie. Not a little bit, just a little bit. They said it was bad. Uh, look at those shoes that I'm wearing. Okay. We're in sandals. Flip flops. Guys, I am wearing flip flops to a wedding. This is a wedding. I was just talking to Kirsten about this. I said, when did you get married? She said, August. I was like, why am I wearing guys? I wore flip flops to somebody's wedding. My toes are out. Toes out. Toes froze out, man. What's wrong with me? That's fucked, right? Like, what am I doing? I, that's dude. No, the the shirt tie combo is way worse than those flip flops. No, no. Are you serious? You're gonna burn on these or something else? Like, those are, come on. Like, Just because you hate the University of Minnesota, you don't like that color combination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are my high school colors. Hey, let's, let's, still, talk, like, let's talk about Iowa. Iowa and Iowa State's finest people this oh, week. Let's come go on, let's, some more guys. <laughs> Look at the shoes. Can, what do you think? Do you think that I was worried that my feet were gonna hurt when I was dancing? Like I saw bridesmaids do it, and I was like, well, that's a good idea. I should bring sandals. Like, why am I doing that? I think you're an attention whore, Rob. You know people are going to see oh. and they're going to make a comment. <laughs> I'm not sure what good can possibly come. Wait, 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 wait. I think Russ might be right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have something where I want the attention. Out huh. of ladies' wedding day. <laughs> All these years later, Rob has self-diagnosed himself. Well, no, mm-hmm. he's accepted Russell's diagnosis. <laughs> Where's attention whore in the DSM-5? I don't know where that fits. What's the ICD-10 code for attention whore? What the fuck are you talking about, Eric? <laughs> what is he talking about? Anybody? Does anybody know what he's talking about? No idea. Thank you. Okay. You know what, no though? I'm going to look idea. that up, and maybe I'll edit in me talking about what Aaron was talking about there. Fair. Okay, I'll explain it later. What am I doing? Do you think it was just too hot? Like what? You're zooming in on your, you're asking this yeah, with your feet and zooming in on your crotch. I mean, it's like, the middle of the picture, and that's where it zooms in. Okay. You can pinch. You don't have to just zoom anywhere. I did. That's why it looks like that in the picture. Like when I go through an x-ray machine. Yeah. I pinch it first. Okay. <laughs> you guys know I do. And I've had to be real discreet with it lately because I've carried a dog through the x-ray. And when you're carrying a dog and trying to give yourself a little bit of an erection, oh man. They do not like that at TSA. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was America. Hey, hey, Rob. 
I, I, mean, I, I believe we know why you bit. weren't invited to Aaron's wedding. Even Aaron's <laughs> wedding was somewhat not too much of a dress-up affair. But yeah, that Matt, Aaron, have you guys ever had a fashion faux pas like that? The worst one I had, I, I think this is the one I always think back on and I regret. I once went, I went and I spoke at a funeral and I didn't wear like a dark suit. I just wore like a white shirt and a tie. Yeah. And then afterwards we had like a family picture and everyone was wearing like dark stuff. <coughs> I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Like, and I, right. I don't really, you know, subscribe to that whole type of thing. But afterwards I felt like I, I made a huge mistake. That excuse me, excuse up. me, waiter. Could you come over and be in our family picture, please? <laughs> right. And yes. your white suit jacket. It wasn't a jacket. It was just a, like a white shirt, like a mm. dress shirt. I didn't even have the jacket. Two I can think of. I know that I wore uh, like like fuzzy slippers to uh, the LM in college more than once. And then I remember uh, a few times the year, first year after undergrad, um, where people would go to Williams in, in Uptown with the peanuts oh, and yeah. all that. And I would get off work at 10, 30, 11 and like hear, oh, people are at Williams. And so I'd go and I had these like horrible, just gigantic sweatpants and I would wear them with my Allen Iverson uh, answer basketball shoes and just go to Williams and like wearing that. And that's, uh, it's, you know, looking back, it probably was not the best. More best of a strip might, you know, outfit. Yeah, it was not. A <laughs> mm-hmm. You're going to get those sweatpants down to mesh, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, I think, I don't know. I might've been wearing those the night that uh, the, the pleasure principal met his wife though. So I don't know, maybe, maybe they were lucky for somebody. When you're rocking yeah. the sweatpants, what are you doing with a wallet? That's just going in the side pocket? Like, that's what's yeah, always think, awkward yeah, I to think me. It just, I think it did. These, these were, like, really big sweatpants. So it was just, like, throw them well, down. Okay, and you keep saying that, pocket. and I've tried to ignore it. What do you mean by big sweatpants? What, what are we talking baggy. about? Like, very, like, like baggy, like... We're talking, know, like, MC Hammer-style sweatpants? Kind of, yeah. Like, yeah, like, rap video sweatpants. That's crazy. That's, like, my wedding pants. I... <laughs> it happened again. My anniversary with my wife was lately. So she put up a bunch of wedding photos of me and the fit on my tux guys. I showed it to you that one time. It's terrible. It looks like a hot air balloon after it's done flying. You know what? It's on the ground. That's what my pants look like. But who Awful. had a good fit on their tux, right? I mean, it's like if you, if you had a good fit on your tux, you probably got married on Martha's vineyard or something. Yeah. I think the worst is when you go to an event and you know, you, you don't really look good. And someone's like, Oh, you're looking great. It's like, I don't need to be patronized. Like I'm I'm wearing Rob's red maroon shirt with gold tie. I don't need to hear that. I look great. Right. What the fuck you guys, that that was a baller look. (laughs) (laughs) The length of the tie. Let's check out the length of the tie too. It's a lot of solids. It's just like a lot of solid colors. Everybody's crotch. Hey, wait a minute. What am I doing? doing? (laughs) Guys, my mouse is out of control. Let's look at the length of the tie. Let's see what we think. That's just no, uh, very short. On the short side. Yeah, but it's fair. short. My belly button would be poking out if I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's a bummer to see. <laughs> to be fair, to look. be fair, I'm I am one of them. But bigger guys have different issues with ties than other people. So I think your tie looks perfect, Rob. It's true. You know what, Russell? Thank you so much. And Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. I thought I was going to share a few of my experiences over the last week before we get to the next round of the DVD tournament that works out yes. for you guys. That sounds okay, great to me, Russell. Let's experiences. Do it. The first thing I wanted to share is two things that really pissed me off over the last week. Yes. Uh, the first was there's um do you guys have you guys ever gone to kind of these new food halls that are coming up there in Minneapolis? I'm sure they're in all the cities you yep. guys are in. They've got, you know, seven, eight food options in in one building. They've got drinks, they got bars, they got all that. Have you guys been gone to any of those recently? Just the one in Las Vegas. Yeah. 
There's one Malcolm Yards that's on like almost the U of M campus. It's kind of just 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 to the west of uh, Surly Brewery. So it's like off of what is that? Is that University? About and I'm there? trying to think. It's oh, like my God, where exactly it is? I don't but even you know have what I mean. Clip, you guys. know what I'm talking about, I Russell? Don't. Rob, you can splice it in afterwards, right? No, I didn't <laughs> splice it in. <laughs> I'm not Zapruder. I'm not doing it like that. <laughs> But yeah. so anyways, there's a, there's another one in the, the neighborhood I'm living in probably four or five blocks, I'd say Northeast from where I'm at, Matt. So probably, okay. probably half a mile as so the listeners, flies. Magic Mike, if you can use those clues to find out where Russell lives and visit him and hand deliver him a knife that you have. Um, okay. Might, He'd love we it. Might, we might not want to make jokes about that. I'll tell you guys the story about that after the podcast, but. Yes, Russ has a stalker from the podcast. It's legit, legit. Oh, yes. Oh, whoa. Okay. So, so it would be just I, Russell's life where he could not find somebody to date for more than three times for his whole life. He has, a, he has somebody move in with him and instantly gets a stalker. And he's like, God damn it. Where were you two years ago? <laughs> so anyways, there's this, there's this one kind of near my house and... One of the reasons we were going there is they had a, a bar that was called a coffee and wine bar. So my upstairs landlord was like super excited. Oh, we can get we can get a flight of wine. You can try different wines at a wine bar, right? Right. We get there, we go up, and I'm kind of looking at the menu. I don't see wine on the menu, but uh, my my upstairs landlord is insistent. Let's let's wait in line. I'm like, hey, let's get up there. We'll see. And I'm kind of nudging her, saying, I. I don't think they have wine here, and but on the big sign right in front of it, they have two big signs that says coffee and wine bar. We get up to the front, they don't serve wine anymore. What do you guys think of what? someone who labels themselves as a wine bar and doesn't fucking serve wine? Why and why? I've don't they? never heard of such a thing. That's total insanity. I don't know, Russell. That is a terrible. Like what if if it says wine and you go in? I mean, what if there's no. They don't need to have coffee. Like, they don't need to have a bar. Okay? When I go to a TED Talk, and it's about... Okay? Think of something so dirty, Rob. What's the dirtiest thing you can think of? And it's about how, actually, some wives want to suck on toes. Okay? What? Wouldn't that hey. be a TED Talk? It would be like, hey, does anybody here want to suck on toes? And you'd be hey, like... I know, a, I know a, is, a, a new wife at a wedding you were at that would have had easy access <laughs> if she was into that type of thing. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it feels like if it was going to happen, it would have been at that wedding, Rob. So I don't know. <laughs> that would be the, but ironically, that's the worst time to suck on toes is when somebody's been wearing those shoes around. You know what I mean? Oh like God. you can get to the toes, but you don't want to get to them toes. Like, like instead of doing that oh. garter belt fiasco, they do the oh. Rob toe sucking thing they, instead or what? Oh, I thought maybe I was going to throw my shoe into the crowd <laughs> and whoever caught it was like, yeah, I get to suck the toes tonight. Oh, so anyways, we get there. So why do people keep saying, oof, at my dead dog? It, it's probably not the end of the world when you go to a, a food place like that because they've got other places you can go to the bar and you can other get a options, drink. Right. There's other options, so it's not the end of the world. But I just thought... Too many fish in the sea. It's pretty poor form. I don't know what you're doing if you're advertising that this is who you are, you got signs up, and then don't perform. So let me bullshit, let me right? ask you, Russell. You're at the yeah. counter. Okay, this oh, is what we want to know. You're at the counter. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Do we have wine? Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We don't serve wine. Now, first of all, Russell gets a big smile because he was right. And she should have listened to him in her line. And he's like, yes, I was right. I was 100% no, right. I but would, then there was no smile involved. I'll tell you that right now. Russell, <laughs> at that point, okay, you are now talking about how mad you are at this situation. No. 
Do you get out of line or what do you order, Russell? Is there an order coming in after this? No order from that. We decided we're going to go. We're just going to pick a different a different <sighs> spot to go buy something from, right? Russell, you are a true well, hero. Well, I mean, but it, if you're looking for wine and the other option is coffee, you can't. Or I ice mean, cream. That's not what you signed up for, right? Those are very different drugs. I mean, that's just not going to work. I got to say, that's a wild combination of three things. You, wine, you coffee, and ice cream. I mean, you're not going to do all three. There's no way. But you. But the problem is, is that you feel so good when you do that. You're like, yes, I'm not like everybody else. I'm walking out. I'm showing them who's boss. And then immediately you get outside and you go, shit. Now we got to go find somewhere else to go. And it's really deflating, I find. <laughs> the other thing that really annoyed me this week, I you guys know I occasionally will go into a gas station. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a, a Gatorade or something like that. <laughs> Russell, if there's one thing we know about you, every once in a while, you're in a gas station. I do know that Russell will not go to a Burger King or a KFC if it's part of a gas station. No, Russell will not do that. I really go to restaurants attached to gas stations. I'm out. Do you think if if, do you think uh, (laughs) when um, when Humpty said that he got busy in a Burger King bathroom, there's no way that was attached to a gas station. Like that's one thing, right? I'll just say this right now. If you do some of my TED Talk moves in a Burger King bathroom. Okay, including one I call the Whopper. If that was in a normal Burger King bathroom, you'd be like, okay, that's kind of cool. And and if it was like, oh, this is a Burger King attached to a gas station, you'd be like, that is so gross. You cannot be doing that in a, in a bathroom attached to a gas station. Gross. So anyways, I go into this gas station. I buy a Gatorade or two. I buy three Gatorades. I'm going to bring them back to the house. I buy a couple bags of pistachios, flavored pistachios, Aaron. One was sour cream and onion, and one was dill pickle. Oh, you're talking right to my heart. I love this. Russell's like, I can't wait to kiss later. Yes. I cannot (laughs) wait to kiss. This kiss coming in is going to be hot. Now, Russell, what kind of of Gatorade are we fucking with these days? And I'm going to say, are we thinking cucumber? Huh? The cucumber I, that you buy I, by I accident. I like the Russell cucumber Island? one. Well, the well the 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 green ecto cooler color does look good. Yep. Those do not taste good. I'm out no, on those don't. as well. What are we fucking with though? I get this stuff and I go up to the desk and I put it down and the lady who's put checking me out has her hand in a bag of chips, like a sour cream and onion bag of chips. <laughs> her okay. hand is in the bag like she's been eating it. So I put everything up on the desk or on the counter. Hand in the bag like she's been eating them. Yeah. We, <laughs> what else was she doing in there, I guess? Yeah. I'm just and counting. I don't answer that. Well, don't answer that. <laughs> so I put everything up there. She doesn't take her hand out of the bag. She's holding the, like her hand is in the bag and she's holding the bag. Now, is it possible, Russell, she had a cast on and you were confusing this? <laughs> No. Okay. So she's holding the bag of chips. I mean, possible? Yeah, possible. <laughs> I guess technically, yeah. Could have have it kind of looks like a Pringles can if you think about it. It's not zero. It's not zero yeah. percent. I don't know what she was doing in that bag, honestly, Rob. If you oh, got no. a cast and you made it look like a Pringles barbecue chip can, that'd be good. <laughs> good bit. So she's holding this bag. And so I put my stuff up there and she starts to scan the stuff. She can't scan the pistachios, because they're in the bag, you kind of have to smooth it out to scan the barcode, right? Right. Yeah. She won't take her hand out of the bag of chips. She continues to hold the bag of chips. Mm. And I'm staring at her thinking, what the, What are we doing? Finally, I, I have to put my hands up there and smooth out the pistachios mm. so she can scan them in. And you got to be careful, because if you did that and your hand went just slightly over her hand like this, and then you gaze into each other's eyes. And pretty soon you realize Almost that <laughs> this woman who is also eating some whack-ass flavored chips like you are. Like when she saw you buying those chips, she's like, 
Hey, I, hey, I know what <laughs> you're about to do because I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Russell, Russell. Yeah. One situation, not good. But of the options, either you're the one who smooths it out yeah. and then you put that in your pocket and go, or she takes it out of uh, the sour cream uh, and onion. And then she's the one smoothing it out and then hands it to you. It's worse. I mean, don't you want to be the one to smooth that? I did so barcode Matt, out. I jumped in and did it before she even had to like get to the <laughs> point where okay. she, when she was struggling for five to six seconds, I was, I just immediately did it. I didn't wait. And then yep. the, the next thing came. So now she goes, would you like a bag with that? And I'm like, like a bag of chips. I, I need yeah. a bag. I, I, I can't. I don't okay, let's think about this. Out. Let's yes. think about this. Three Gatorades, two bags of pistachios. Yeah. You, can, you are going to need a bag. I'm going to say, yeah, but the three Gatorades, you gotta be careful. Anytime else you would take the bag, I said no to the bag. I didn't oh, want wow. her taking her hand out of the chip bag and rubbing it all over, right? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. You made the right decision. <laughs> rub it up. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh, no. I've got two options for you next time this happens, and I want you to think about this. Yeah. Did you think about putting your hand in her bag of chips? <laughs> this, gas, this gas station near my neighborhood had a de-escalation officer in it, so no. <laughs> this is also the place you buy ice cream at, right? Or is this a, no, it's new because you move now. Yeah, I have oh never gosh. purchased ice cream at this, and I don't think I will be after the, oh. the sour cream and onion bag hand lady. And the other thing I would do is put your hand, take her hand out of the bag, put your hand in and show her a move that I'm actually teaching on a TED Talk later if you want to sign up. <laughs> uh, it's TED Talk in Vietnam from Rob. It's so called the scoop. About. It's, I call, yeah, I call that move the scoop. And I, you know what? And I say this and I know I'm going to have to edit it out, but I just have to say it. It's on my brain and I can't say it. Can I make a joke that you have to promise to edit if I say it? <laughs> my fingers smell like sour cream and onion. Oh. Oh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> oh, no. So those were the two the things night. that pissed me off. <laughs> well, well, Russell, I would say. The things, Russell. <laughs> You're still winning in life, my friend. I, You're doing pretty good. I would say, Russell, anybody doing something for me where they have one hand in a bag of sour cream and onion oh, chips, that's yeah. going to bug me. Like if I got on a plane and I look into the pilot is like also is eating a bag of sour cream and onion chips, I'd be like, nah, can't. Like if you came in and it's like, oh, I'm about to do your surgery. Don't want him snacking on those bad boys. So you know like, what I mean? Does, she go, does ah. she go home at the end of the night and she's got like a downstairs tenant that she lives with? And does she kind of come down with the hand in the chips and like kind of oh. start getting frisky or no? Oh, where her hand smells like sour cream and onion. <laughs> Is it, it's like one of those dominate do, do, uh, like BDSM things where it's like, oh, you got to keep your hand in these chips all day and then come oh. home and tell me about it. Oh, oh. What? <laughs> it's like, look on Rob's face. Oh, that was better than like, anything I could have thought of. <laughs> Somebody calls her and is like, "What? What? Where's your hand right now?" And she's like, oh. "Tasting those chips." Oh no! <laughs> it's so far into the chips. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I feel like, like I've given. Are your palms sweaty? Yeah, they're sweaty. Oh. They're sweating on the chips. This is what it, it feels like. Aaron caught an STD for me, honestly, through Zoom. Oh. I, I had one other cool experience this week before I tell you guys about the tournament. I, I was up north and I went to the, another the cool north. experience, just like the one with their hand in the bag of chips. Cool ranch experience. This one oh. close. I went to another up north casino. We've talked about before the up north casino experiences. Oh, yes, mm -hmm. I like these. I do like these. So I sit down and I sat with a great table. Let me tell you about my blackjack table. It consisted of oh, four this other is so sad. Okay, so I just want to put. I just want to let everybody know the casino that Russell is going to. Yeah, there has to be about 
43 people in this building at any given time. It's a sad, when you go to a casino in Northern Minnesota, it is the saddest thing you've ever seen. It's like the, the absolute worst. Okay. Russell, go ahead. Might as well be in Wisconsin, I suppose, right? Oh, wow. Wow. Jeez. Wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, if we can, okay, that's fine. Now things have really so got anyways, like that. So anyways, I sit down, and here, here's how I would describe the lineup of players. I sit down. We've got a fun guy in the middle, clearly a local, wearing a cowboy hat, super fun to play, making occasional jokes, but not annoying. Great guy to have at your table, right? Rose in dark, uh, damp places. Fun guy. Fun guy. <laughs> I didn't even make the joke. I was like, they'll be mad at me if I make that joke. We had an, another apparent tourist, an older gentleman who just seemed really happy to be there. He kind of looked like Rob Reiner. Who's Rob Reiner? Remember that guy, that old The director fellow? of Spinal Tap? Yes. Also yeah. just Jessica Day's dad in New Girl. So bring, I almost asked him if he was him. I almost asked him, but I didn't. He was just a quiet guy enjoying himself. But here's where it got fun. Third guy at the table. Long, long white beard, long scraggly white hair. And he couldn't talk, but occasionally he could gurgle. Oh. So like um, every... I thought for so, sure you were going to say every once in a while he just went, Elvira. <laughs> Literally never said a word. And about every 20 minutes would just be like... Now, let me ask you this. Okay. Whoa. When he went all merman on you there, yes. did, you, did you think... That was good or bad? Like he just won. Like he just beat your ass with pocket aces or something. He's like, oh, no, I don't. Say, know, what did you say he, to me? It, it, he was. I think it was his communication. And and at one point, the dealer said, and I was terrified when the dealer said. The dealer goes, "Yeah, I hate when I get stuff caught in my throat." And I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, like this like, is no, like no, serious. Yeah. You can't thing, say yeah. that, right? Like a tumor. No. Oh no! Yeah, you, you can't. That's that's a different kind of situation going on. And then the last guy at our table, I would call him the character. So he's the guy. Oh who, boy, he, the guy with just gurgles and not even the, the character? character. Yes, the gurgling guy was the gurgling guy, not the character. Yeah. So the 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 last guy who comes is a, a buddy of one of the other guys. He's an older gentleman. He had won two thousand dollars earlier in the evening on slots. So he brings all the money over and he's he's dropping it out and he's playing. $100 hands, two hands, and he's going for it, right? Right. So when he comes and sits down, he's been he's had a few drinks, and he, he puts his wallet down on the blackjack table and walks away. And like 10 minutes later, he comes sprinting back. He had thought he lost his wallet yes. and was running around the whole casino after he won two grand on the slots. And yes. so he's literally like sprinting through the casino and everyone's kind of looking at him. And then like the pit boss, like holds, like, here's your wallet. You left it at this table. Oh my God. So good. That's the character. And so then did he sit down Russell, at the table? Can I just yeah, ask he you right sat now? Down and I think he lost all 2,000. He won on this. <laughs> Russell, can I just ask you, what yeah. were the minimums at this table? I got to know. Are we talking like 75 cents? Like, 37 no, cents, like were, something weird like actually that. Actually, $10 minimums, Rob, which is, oh. I thought, pretty high for an oh, abusive casino, right? Abusive for a northern Minnesota casino? Gross. You know the other thing I don't like? Only one blackjack table. Come on. We got to no. get another black. You, you can't yeah. have four tables there and only be running one of them, right? That's, That's terrible. It makes no sense. It's, it's, I'm trying to eat. Please. Okay, and I put my wallet down. I can't find it. Please, Russell, go on. I have no joke. That's got to be edited out. All right. Speaking of no jokes, the most serious part no, of the podcast. No, you can't comes say now. that because then I can't edit it. Oh, <sighs> what do you say? Speaking of no jokes, and it just cuts from nothing. They're gonna know I edit out a no joke. <laughs> oh no! Speaking I of my fingers, smell like sour cream. And speaking oh, of chips. deleted jokes that were mine, not mine funny, smell like nooch, but it's because I was. 
I've been swimming a lot. Stayed in my wetsuit. <laughs> we got to get back. We got to keep moving forward with the, the DVD tournament. So I thought we could, do we want to go through the winners from last week, Rob, with the, the poll? Or do we want oh, yeah. to go to the next regional? And I definitely did the poll. Where is the, oh, here it is. You, Russell, you you know I did the turn. You know I asked online. Okay. And, and hundreds of listeners answered. Hundreds? And the answer was the pregnant girl. They got the wrong question, Russell. I don't even know how they got it in here. It was a multiple choice. <laughs> All right. Last week we did the gap in the teeth action oh, movies. <laughs> and the first one that we did was the Karate Kid three pack versus Young Guns. We had a 3-0 vote on here. How did how did the listeners come in, Rob? Russell, I'm gonna tell you right now, Young Guns coming in at 40%. Karate Kid one and two combo pack coming in at 60%. I had to then put in a slide saying Karate Kid 3 was also in that pack, so I'm not sure if that influenced it at all, but the, our listeners picked the Karate Kids. So the Karate, Karate Kid Advance. Kid. Matt, you said you and your kids were watching Karate Kid. Did you get to the bad boy Mike Barnes yet or not? We just finished number three tonight. We just finished it, so we're all caught up. Man can't see, he can't fight. Man can't breathe, he can't fight. <laughs> Russell's watched this a time or two. Woman can take hand out of chips, can't scan my pistachios. <laughs> uh, Mr. Miyagi is very specific. Now, Russell, you do a great Mr. Miyagi impression. Can we hear that right now? Oh, <laughs> All right, the no. next what? matchup. The Wax. next matchup was between, I thought one of the toughest one was the 4-5, Fight Club versus Gladiator. Fight Club advanced. I think you guys gave it a three over Gladiator, which I was surprised about. No, that was no, I went Gladiator. I went Gladiator. Oh, I, I think I went Gladiator too, Russell. Oh. Yeah, I went Gladiator. And we've All hit right. some. We've hit an issue here because this was seventy-eight percent Fight Club, only twenty-two percent. Well, sure, like, Gladiator. is Fight Club the better movie? Probably, but would I rather watch Gladiator? One hundred percent. Yep. And the, the listener, the the listeners are only one vote, right? Yeah, yeah. if that. Oh, right. No, no, no. I think they each get a vote, right? Oh, well, then Fight Club won by quite a bit, Russell. How many people voted, Rob? Do we know or not? Russell, don't make me say it online. It's hundreds, Russell. It's so many. Six voters. So who advances then? I think the the band's taking forward. Got to give it to Fight Club, right? It was 3-1 Gladiator if we go by the... (laughs) <laughs> this is you set this well. up, Russell. Why are you asking us? Well, I thought you'd be able to tell me how many people voted. He doesn't want to, Russell. He doesn't want to. Move on. Uh, yeah. I just want everyone to look at the, now. The, you the are really this episode right now. You're really pushing my. <laughs> you're this pushing. Album has like 13, 14 <laughs> tracks. I don't, Russell. I honestly don't know how many people voted, but let's just say seventy-eight out of hundred. Well, if it's a hundred people, then I got to tell you guys. Fight Club advances. Gladiator's out. Wow. Thumbs down. Gladiator. All right. Next one was Enter the Dragon. You guys voted 3-0 over the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep. And it looks like I forgot to put that one online, Russell. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I was missing one. Chucks. So that means Enter the Dragon advances. Yeah. Nice choice, listeners. Come on. And then the last one, this was a controversial one. We had Kill Bill 1 and 2 versus The Empire Strikes Back. If I remember right, it was a 2-1 vote, but I could be wrong about that, too. (laughs) Rob, what did the fans say? Russell, Empire Strikes Back wins with 53%. So it was almost an even pick. 
I don't know that wow. that's enough to override your guys' vote, though, is it? I don't think it is. Not at all. Not. Rob, how many people voted? How many people voted, Rob? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look right now. <laughs> Share. Right. I cannot tell. Like, guys. 53. If it's 53, then oh. what the hell? Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I can, I, you like know what? I think I figured out, out how to do it. I can go to activity. 53, a prime number? No. That's right. It's 53%. Well, how? <laughs> oh. This is the only part I... where John for me died has left the listeners room. Okay, so I just somehow clicked on do a girl wearing your underwear on Instagram. So I do not know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> Got distracted by that. Well, we'll say Kill Bill advances then. 53% isn't enough to override one of your guys' votes. Perfect. All right, so we got to go to next week's though. We're doing sports movies for this regional. Sports. First matchup was the 16 seed. Remember, all 16s advanced. Mm-hmm. Good rating. Versus the 9 seed, we have The Wrestler versus Major League. Oh. Oh, Major League. Major League. Major League. Major League. Major League. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I... When I got done watching The Wrestler, my I said, ha, ha, ha. That was one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life, and I can't wait to watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up is another baseball. This is a baseball versus baseball matchup. Kevin Costner versus Kevin Costner. Oh, Oh, fuck. Field of Dreams versus Bull Durham. I I got to go. Bull Durham. Still haven't seen Bull Durham. Durham. I got to go Field of Dreams. And I know that Aaron is going to go Iowa. Aaron, come up with me now. Taking Field of Dreams with Rob. Yes. Also because I don't want to have to admit once again that I also have not seen Bull Durham. So Field of Dreams right here. And I'll say this. Field of Dreams does have a very realistic scene. Realistic scene that I am terrified of. Of the guy, choke, the kid choking on the hot dog. I think about that all the time when I'm eating hot dogs. Field of Dream. Okay, it's like when I see a bee's nest. Terrifying. Right? I think of something very specific. Give it a bee's plus. Hey, or when I, I, I see a ste- hot stepmom teaches teens. I think did you guys ever see Field of Dreams too, where he kept saying, "If you build it, he will gamble illegally on Iowa State football." Uh, if you wow. build no. it, he will gamble illegally on Iowa State football. The, the best part oh. of the gambling. So I just want to. Th- this guy gambled and got in trouble, but he placed like ten different separate bets on the same thing. That's I've fantastic. never related to somebody more in my entire life. I was like, <laughs> like every day you wake up and you're like, oh yeah, I'm even more fucking hyped about this under. I think this is a great idea. And then at night you're like, this is a great idea. I should put it more. And like, did I bet the under? I better bet that. <laughs> Matt, which way are you going? Field of Dreams or Bull Durham? Well, I will go in Bull Durham. So I'm two to one for Field of Dreams from you guys. This should be an interesting when we figure out the math next week. Right, Rob? That's all going great. All right, the next matchup. Right we've behind got, those Aerosmith videos. We've got hockey versus high school football. The 14 seed Varsity Blues versus the 11 seed Slapshot. I'm going Slapshot. It's a top three uh, sports movie of all time. Very underrated as a sports movie. I'm going Slapshot. I'll go Slapshot, but I'm going to say it again. The ending makes no sense. Okay, they they obviously ran out of ideas. Like they're just like, oh, gets naked. I mean, it literally, it's an idea I would have. If this podcast was a video, I'd be like, well, I guess we're getting naked this episode. That's what's funny, right? Like I don't know. I'm I'm very happy to see Slapshot move on, but I'm going to go Varsity Blues. Just Ooh, two uh, to one Slapshot, sentimental. Photo. All right, the last one. This might be an interesting one too. I think this is a tough one. We got baseball versus basketball. The ten seed Sandlot versus the eleven or the fifteen seed White Men Can't Jump. Can I tell you guys something right now? One of my deep secrets. 
What's that? I have never cared for the Sandlot movie. You've said that wow. before. Oh, I do not that like the that. Last time. I don't. I don't care for it. I think it just it the whole everybody in it is gross to me. Like that kid with the red hair and the blue eyes. Ugh. <laughs> He looks like a fungus. He, he just is I gross to me. I think the Sandlot, I've said many times the Sandlot is my favorite movie of all time. So I got to go Sandlot. <laughs> mm. Rob, we're going to have to just disagree on this I one. I had uh, a good buddy, Dan from Richfield, who grew up the same age, played Little League Baseball. He looked like Hamilton Porter. Uh, oh. So his nickname was Ham. still is to this day, Ham. So that's. Uh, I, I don't think he looks gross, Rob. I think he's a good looking guy. I'm going to go uh, the Sandlot. Can I just tell you, Sandlot. the Sandlot to me is the regular season Christmas story, where it's just like, ugh, gross, gross movie. Hate it. Hate the Christmas story as well. Can't Rob, what are, your, what are your Mount Rushmore movies that people love that you hate? It's Ferris Bueller. Yep. The Sandlot. Uh, Sandlot what are your for other sure. two? Okay. Uh, movies I hate. I can't really think of any. Hey, Rob, we'll just delete all your bad jokes out of that segment, too, right? <laughs> Don't do that. Album. That is so rude. <laughs> we were all staring there silently looking at each other, and I was like, well, Russell, it's Russell's turn to go. I forgot what he asked me, actually. Isn't this a music podcast? Am I a number and a direction? Oh, it's the music. Is that in for the tournament, it's Russell? Like a good, it's yeah. like a good time to talk some music. So, so, Russell, let me ask you. At the end of this, you're just going to have oh one God. DVD? <laughs> like, that seems like a bummer. I mean, we could do a final, we could keep the final four. I don't know. We'll uh, figure it out. Uh, um, well, they're your CDs. I mean, literally, you can do whatever you want. Uh, all right. Actually, he's giving me a big no. He's saying no. So I'm no. I've seen, no. yeah, you can't do it. I'm to keep one. <laughs> we are talking about the Black Album with uh, Jay Z. And then we back out at 2003. This is his eighth album. And it was advertised when it came out, it was advertised as this is his retirement album. He is done after this. It was funny because on Wikipedia, it said parentheses. He resumed in 2005. So that's three years later. Like sure. you, you could almost tell exactly when he had like two kids. You know what I mean? Like the moment Beyonce <laughs> gave birth again, he was like, damn, I better get back in that out in the studio. I don't care what I said earlier. Uh, so he, the big deal with this album is he had a different producer for each song. That was his idea, uh, including mo- a lot of songs with Just Blaze, Kanye, The Neptunes, Eminem, DJ Quick, Timbaland, uh, and Rick Rubin. This al- yeah. this album debuted at number one, and it was his best-selling album of the 2000s. Let's get into the Black Album with Jay-Z. Oh, we're going to go for it right from the jump. Yes. Interlude, you guys know. There's something about this time when everybody was just like, I better start this with a track that I'm not on at all, just to introduce you, right? Like... But this, Biggie I mean, it. he's, yeah, he's really going back to the blueprint, blueprint, and to Illmatic. This whole thing of one rapper, no guests. I mean, Illmatic had one guest, no guests on here. Different producer every song. He was really going back to that original formula, but then updating it because it was the most expensive beats. It was every massive producer in the game. It was shiny. It was bombastic. It was majestic. This was a big fucking deal when it dropped. Can I tell you, Aaron, when you talk about expensive beats, that reminds me of a hotel room I stayed at when I was 23. (laughs) I only watched seven minutes. (laughs) You can tell that. Rob, have you ever ordered have you ever ordered one of those films of course, at a hotel? When I got HD cable, when I spent my first paycheck on that huge TV, 
and I got HD cable because remember James I was like move that into your apartment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I got <laughs> HD cable. James like immediately she goes, let's go for a walk. I was like, hey, you you film that walk in HD, put it on my TV. I'm staying here. I just put on HD. The, like kids today don't realize when HD came out, you were like, holy shit, this TV looks like the real thing. Like now you just take it for granted. But back then it was a huge deal. And one of the first things I did is I had all those channels where you just order porno and I'm like 25 in my apartment. I was like, let's see, I should buy some dress shoes for this wedding I have coming up, but instead, you know, and then you buy it. And of course it's like some weird, like soft core stuff where it's like the guy obviously is just like humping in a sock and you're like, well, I went, what? but this have you ever done it in a hotel? I'm sorry. This, humping this in a is sock? weird. And we don't have time. I can barely beat after this three times. <laughs> Russell in a hotel? Yeah, I've done that too. You've ordered it in the hotel. Yeah. And you know what? I'll go down and, and say, hey, read that bill out loud. Let everybody hear it. <laughs> okay? Because I'll tell you what, if there's any nurses here, they better know they are. They could get disciplined by somebody today. Because I watched a really interesting TED Talk last night. I think I might be oh. confused at what TED Talks is. I think that's my thing. <laughs> really confused. What more can you say on this, right? December fourth, of course, Jay Z's birthday. Got to admit, you make an album and one of the songs is just your birthday. That's baller. That's a baller move. And this, I mean, Jay Z and Just Blaze, like perfect combination. Perfect combination. And Blaze has two uh, two beats on this album, right? Yeah, yeah. Pimp Game. Yeah, a couple a couple guys do. Kanye has uh, multiple. So this is all about his life, which you know I love. I love a good autobiographical song. That's the problem is I would think my song would be like, I'm the biggest and the baddest. I grew up on the streets. You know, I was slinging cane, you know, all this stuff. And my song would literally be like, oh, I went to this wedding and I was wearing... First of all, the shirt and tie is fine, guys. Honestly, but like, you—I mean, the, th- the nice thing is you like—you like can PJ rhyme. F- you, but you can rhyme flip flops and hip hop, so you got a multi-celebrity rhyme. That's out a there, great so point. Good set. Yeah, you're set. A great up. point. I-, I will say, when I put on that outfit for the wedding, I did uh, yell at a bunch of kids and punish them for not doing well enough. So <laughs> that doesn't remind me of anybody else, guys. College <laughs> athletics is actually really cool. Okay, and it's fine. It's not weird. Okay, what more can I say? Now, Aaron, can you explain this to me? This was a, a one that was released before the album. And part of the song is him singing about not stealing Biggie lyrics. Part of the template, right? He's got a fire back at the haters. Like this, you know, this album has everything from from the the template of a massive hip hop album at the time. So he's got a. It's. I mean, it's, it's the same as Jordan, right? It's. It's. He's inventing people sliding him to keep him at the top of his game. You know, because at this, I don't. I mean, nobody at this point was still coming at Jay Z because the, the Jay Z Nas beef was over, and I mean, maybe some smaller, smaller time dudes went at Jay, but like nobody was coming at Jay. Now he had the throne, and he came out with this album. But you know, he's got all this stuff about you know, f- fuck the haters, and if you can't, you know, get with that, then you know, we'll see what happens when long, no longer exists. All that, like, there was nobody actually going at Jay Z at this time. I don't think, but he had to do that to keep himself at the top of his game. Uh, what more can I, I will say this. I did nothing dated this album more than listening to the intro to the song. What more can I say? Right. Where it's just the gladiator. Are you to entertain that Russ referenced earlier? I listened to that and I was like, boy, we all thought that movie was going to be like the Godfather. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like who's going to win Russell's DVD. And tournament. It got knocked now out we're not sure. Know how to do math. Now we're not sure. <laughs> turn the mic up. Turn me down. Hey, great. I don't get to keep that one. Thanks. Encore beats by Kanye. 
Far too kind. These are the drums that eventually people started, like people on the internet started making fun of Kanye for using these drums over and over again. That kind of like shuffle with the snare, but it, at the time it worked. So what what makes this like going? So he went mainstream like the previous album, but what's the Aaron like? What's the big difference in the first two albums, the first couple albums, and then? I don't know. I don't think it's selling out, right? It's just changing the style, the, or what? I think, it, yeah, I think the huge difference is the so reasonable doubt was his first album. He was doing longer, more intricate raps, more intricate rhymes, and then the uh, "In My Life" volumes one and two. There's more guests. There's more kind of radio friendly hits. H the Izzo is on one of those. And I mean, to hear him tell it, he felt like the radio wasn't playing his stuff anyway. I think once he gets to this album, it's back more toward Blueprint or um, back more toward Reasonable Doubt, not Blueprint. Um, although Blueprint's a great album, too. It's more toward the Reasonable Doubt end of the spectrum. But now it's full on, you know, production, tight, bombastic beats that are they sound like hits. They sound like they should be, they should be bumping from every car going down the street, whereas Maybe reasonable doubt was more of a, a headphone album. Matt, I was just gonna say uh, encore. They had uh, Wikipedia says the production samples the trumpet introduction to John Holt's cover of "I Will" by the Beatles. Therefore, there's a Lennon McCartney songwriting credit on this song. Oh, so, fascinating! The Beatles, you know, Lennon McCartney get credit for finally. God, finally, those guys are gonna get some credit for something. I think they're right. gonna make it. I think they're gonna be big. Beatles definitely are no CCR though, are they? No, the lads from Liverpool. Would never go against the guys from <laughs> Cleveland. Where are they from? Where's CCR from? El Cerrito. Oh, El Cerrito. Oh my God. El don't Cerrito. Get, don't <laughs> don't remind me of that list. El Cerrito, California. Aaron's, I Aaron's just drove El Cerrito-ish list that he had. <laughs> just drove through El Cerrito. I think that's what inspired the list in the first time. Uh, yeah, listen, Jay Z. Though we're going to talk about the Gray album later, but the the he did these. He, this is also, I think, very 2003s where they were like, we're just going to mash this up. And so Jay-Z and Lincoln Park, okay, which is what uh, Lincoln did not do with his car because he had a valet. It was the play. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Um, but Lincoln Park and Jay-Z teamed up to do Numb Encore where they combined them together. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Jay-Z actually re-recorded the raps for this. Ready? And they were going to do it originally. I mean, how 2004 is this? There was going to be a show on MTV called Ultimate Mashups. And so they're like, yeah, we'll do a song for you and just put it on the TV. Can you imagine that happening now? And he let Kanye put his voice on this one, which didn't happen on Black Album. There's no other voices on Black Album. No guests on Black Album. No features. Do you like that or not? Riddle me that. Do you like it or not? Do I like that? Not? Yeah. I... No, actually, in, in listening to the album, I, I actually do want to hear a little bit more variety, but I respect it. It's not easy to do. And he did it for a reason. He did it to show that he could do it. So, I mean, he obviously was like really wanting to go out and show that he could do that. He could be better than big. Like he says, like he could do a biggie album by himself. If you love if you love featuring like featured artists, you're going to love tonight's list because oh, that song won the Grammy for the best rap sung performance. And I saw that and I was like, what the hell is the rap sung performance Grammy? Now, I'm just going to tell you, this is the rap. This was the Grammy that originally started to celebrate songs where there's both rapping and singing. 
And then in 2018, they have had to change it. In 2020, they changed it to now it's called best melodic rap. Because Wait, there's don't too they many just give it to Drake every year now. Well, no, I mean because yeah, like Young Thug and Little Baby and all those could do it. What the fuck? You know he's on my list, Aaron. Wait, literally, Drake? Yes. God damn it! So this <laughs> is I, I can't. I didn't see that. The even. best rap song. I've got a lot here. So the first winner in 2002, Eve, Gwen Stefani. Let me. I love this song. Let me blow your mind. Let me blow your mind. I love this song. Something, something shake your asses. Yeah, drop your glasses, shake your asses. Shake your ass, screwed up like you're having hot flashes. I think you might. You should check out the other songs that are on the rap song Grammy. I bet you'd yeah. like them all. In 2004, Jay Z and Beyonce won it, of course, for Crazy yep. in Love. Yep, great song. They beat out one of my favorite songs of all time. This is the Manhattan Transfer. And that's exactly how Which is Where is the Love? It is corny as hell. <laughs> it's a black eyed peas <laughs> with Justin Timberlake. This is I love it. People killing people dying. Oh, so good. In 2005, the best rap slash sung song was also yes. the longest running single in 2004. Uh, yeah. Okay. Guys, is there a better bump and grind song currently out there than this? This is an all-timer. It's the all-timer. I don't know how you could judge this. Maybe that's like weeks on the top 100 or whatever. When this song was hot, it was as hot as any song in the history of the world, right? Yes. Totally. Yeah, right. Like, if if you could make a number one... The number ones, number ones, the biggest hit. This, this is, is up there. Massive. It's absolutely played at every wedding. It's from the time that came out, and it's still played at every wedding today. Yes. I guarantee it. Can you imagine how many bags of chips Usher stuck his finger in? <laughs> it's got to be crazy. If Usher was like, I want to finger you, I'd have been like, yeah. in 2005, I'd have been like, yes. Can You're you hot as hell, Raymond. First. Raymond Usher. Usher Raymond. Oh, I always forget. What? what was that? Raymond Usher. Yeah. Rob, what if the yeah. lady at the counter of the gas station had a Cheeto bag? Like that would have even been worse, right? Like then I would have, I would have had oh, to just turned yeah. out. I don't know. You could be like, hey, let me those spicy ones. Let me have a little taste of that fingy. Okay. <laughs> and you hit the ring finger. That'd be the one she's not expecting. You know what I mean? Like she puts her hand out. Which finger are you going to suck on? You go for the ring. She'd be like, damn, did not see that coming. The other thing about you wearing sandals what? to a wedding, Rob, when you take pictures, you look <laughs> even shorter than you really are. You're like, you look like you're oh. like five, seven ish. Cause everyone else is wearing, you know, <laughs> shoes with big, you know, lifts and you're kind of. Honestly, it's the same thing. Finding out I'm shorter than Russell destroyed me for like a week. I could not, that really did. In 2008, two years after the Numb Encore win, we have Rihanna, Umbrella, with the. Uh, Who's on here? Foxy. I can't remember who she's with with that. Mm. Or maybe they just gave it to her. Mm. Man, can you look that up? Does Rihanna have big albums? Is she on the list or not? Anti should be on the list. If it's not. Matt, research number two. Is Rihanna on the list? Please. In 2009... Jay Z comes back with Alicia Keys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've talked this song once before. 
This is the one where like all of us were Googling like, wait, what does it mean to pay LeBron instead of Dwayne Wade? Oh, he's talking about how much you pay for drugs. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I shouldn't play this in front of my mom. Such an anthem though. So good. Rihanna's anti, anti, anti was number 230 on the list. So we'll get to it in the next year or so. Who is she with an umbrella? Man. Says Jay-Z. In 2010, I think there's a guest on that one. 2010 winner for best song rap, All of the Lights. Yes. It's got vocals We've from Drake, this. John Legend, Our Alicia Keys, Elton John, Doctors of Fantasy, Kid Cudi, Rihanna. Here come the drums. Yes. What a moment. So good. Shooting stars. Connie is going to come in on that. In 2017, this was changed to best rap sung song. This single peaked all the way at number two. You used to call me on my. Now, you used to, you used to. this is the when they changed it because there were more and more rap songs yeah. coming out like that where it was rap but also melodic. So it couldn't fit into a category. Phone. So this is the category for melodic raps now. Right, and this is just Drake by himself, right? Whereas a lot of these were a singer with a rapper on a guest verse. Right. Drake took and put it together. Some people were actually going to wait till the end to learn that, not spoiled in the beginning. And then in 2019, another great example, Childish Gambino, This Is America. Where it's both rap and, especially in the beginning, a lot of singing. Again, best best music video of all time. I was gonna say this is right the one where Matt made us watch the end of that video. I still haven't oh gotten boy. over that. That's really some. Literally three years ago. Pretty good list. A lot of great songs in there. I just love Fun the weird stuff. Grammy categories that I never. I'm like, what's? I don't even understand what the category is. I love exploring that. And you guys have to do what I say. Easily a top five list. Oh, Rob. thank you. you know tonight, what? One of the yeah. best lists I've heard tonight. Finally, hey, somebody hey, said hey, that. Hey, Rob, we don't have to talk about all the bad jokes we deleted in that section either. Right? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah, the, By the way, the I'm saying we don't, we don't have like to talk about the bad off, jokes we deleted. You know what? Can I just say this? Jay-Z, obviously, Empire State of Mind, that was his first, 2009, that was his first number one hit, Jay-Z. With his name as the lead person. Something to think about. It wasn't until that Alicia Keys song. Wow. Uh, so that's what he's singing about on 99 Problems, right? That it, uh, if he doesn't play their shows, they don't play his hits. But he doesn't give a shit. So. But we're not quite there yet, Aaron. We're at Change well, Clothes. Change Clothes uh, go. This got all the way up to 10 on the billboard. No substitutes. Just me. This is when it felt like Pharrell was on every song. Oh. He was huge. He was everywhere. Pretty sure what's that Snoop song he was on? It was Beautiful. probably the exact same year. You guys remember we talked about the Neptunes, Matt? We've talked about that song on the Kendrick album. We did the best songs produced by the Neptunes. Ah, you guys remember we did Rump Shaker to the East oh. Coast with Hughes. Got your money, ODB, Milkshake, Gwen Stefani, Hollabacker, which we just talked about, and then Snoop Dogg, Drop It Like It's Hot. Oh, the Neptunes, Russell, so good. Uh, then we have Moment of Clarity, produced by Eminem. Think 
off the of right. Like this is a, an Eminem beat from a hundred miles away. Like, oh is yeah, it drudgery is it? <laughs> yeah, morose. If this played when he walked into a mansion, would you be scared and run out? Yeah, but honestly, now listening, this song's good, man. This song holds up to me. Did we did we skip threat? Oh, we might have skipped threat. Threat oh, was my what? favorite song on the album. We can't miss what it. What up, Pimp This Threats? I forgot. The thing I got didn't download Yeah, I'm those. threatening you. Yeah, I'm threatening you. So I had to put those here. I'll throw and a Molotov cocktail to your mama's yeah, mama's sorry. house. So here we have Threat. Put that knife in you. This this was my favorite favorite one on the album. This was the one that I had previously liked on my Spotify when I listened to this before. And this is that reasonable doubt flow. This is that more bloating, long phrases. This album is just a powerhouse, isn't it? I, you were hearing you say rocking out to these in the car or whatever. This is fantastic. Did we miss dirt off your shoulder? We did. And then... Yeah, man, turn off your shoulder. God dang it, you guys. Hey, that'd be a good one. We should hey. hear that Timbaland beat. Oh, this is so... Aaron doing a parody song has really messed me up today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't want to say it, but I'm really unhappy about it. It messed me up. I love this line. From the bleachers, they scream it. Who's, who's producing this one? Timbaland. Oh, yeah. What song had the line, I George Bush the button? That was my favorite line. I just cracked That was threat, up. right? Yeah, I think it was. That's threats, I think. George Bush the button. Nine, yeah. And now back to... <laughs> did, we, did we do threat? Did we make... Did oh, we my Let's God. do it again. <laughs> I think it's worth hearing. Now, this one, Aaron, does have a featured artist, Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, is that him doing the... Yeah, I didn't know that. So, not the kind of feat Aaron likes, but... Sing along, it's a duet, you wet. 99, ninth on the album, 99 problems of beer on the wall. <laughs> Listen to this on my way down to Barbie. Kind of was a moment of. This is the Ruben. This could have been a Beastie Boys beat, right? Yeah, it's Ruben. It could have been Beastie Boys. I read that uh, this was Rick Ruben's first hip hop album he'd worked on since Return of the Bumpasaurus by Sir Mixalot. <laughs> now, wait a minute. What about the Grindosaurus? Okay. <laughs> I do love when he says holes in your, I think, I think grew up with holes in your Zapatos is my, that might be my favorite rhyme on the album. It's a good one. Uh, I, that one best uh, Grammy rap solar performance, uh, public service announcement. Reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Are there songs in this album you guys don't like? There's one or two that I wasn't a huge fan of, but the rest of them, I'm, I'm into all of them. What do you guys think so far? I've never heard this album before in my life. Oh, wow. I love this album. I, did you I had enjoy it, Rob, or not? I did. You know, this is not an easy album to li listen to, like, at the cabin. We talk about summer music, like how it's a little bit different. Like, I couldn't just put this on and be with my kids and explain to them why... You know, I've got so many problems, but uh, <laughs> I, I do have to say, listening with you guys now, I do appreciate it a lot more. And especially when you know, like what he's going with, with the different producers on so many songs and actually changing up a rhyme, rhyme scheme on every song. Uh, Matt, what next, do you think? Jay-Z, best rapper alive? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know too much about 
every rapper that's out there, but I mean, the, I think the numbers speak for themselves and his longevity and everybody's calling him the best, right? I mean, nobody's, uh, is anybody disputing it? Little Wayne, in right? Little game? Wayne's got a best rapper alive song. Isn't he, isn't he the one Aaron everyone's saying? I am the, the best rapper alive. The goat? I am the best rapper alive. I mean, so this album was from 2003. This was certainly Jay's claim on being the best rapper alive. Lil Wayne was best rapper alive a little bit later. Not much later, but I think Lil Wayne was probably the next to take that throne. Now, I think this is a good place to point out something that I find very interesting again is that Danger Mouse actually came through and remixed this album. Oh, yes. And made with the Beatles White Album. Now, so what he did is it's not really a mashup. It's actually he took just the uh, instruments from the Beatles White Album and put that with Jay-Z's vocals. That's and very cool, yeah. Almost immediately, EMI, who we've talked about before, came out and said, no, you can't do this. Everybody needs to stop. Even though the Beatles said they're okay, even though Jay-Z said that it was okay. So what happened is that they had a day in 2004 where all these websites just posted the album for free and got it out to everybody, which again is like a very early 2000s thing of like online music. Everybody's like, whoa, this is crazy. But I wanted to play for you 99 Problems. Uh, the Danger Mouse, great. Oops. That was from Helter Skelter, right? Yep. So he would pick a different Beatles song for each one. And it really isn't even like, it's not supposed to be an album that sounds good. I saw somebody describe it as like, it's almost like an art piece where Danger Mouse is just showing off what a good like producer he is, where he can put all that together and make it sound good. His most recent one with Black Thought's pretty good, too. Justify My Thug going over a Funkadelic song, The Witch. I don't actually know this Funkadelic song, I have to admit. I think it's also, this is one of the, you know, he's got the line earlier about the DOC. He's got the line about, I'm what faces Houston. Now he's choosing DJ Quick, who is a Compton legend. He's not Dre, but he's like a little bit more, you had to know some rap to know DJ Quick. I mean, he's doing everything for everyone. He's got some stuff in there for the rap nerds. He's got stuff in there for the radio he's got stuff in there for you know funk flex or hot 97 or whatever he just there, there's just like nuggets in here for everybody lucifer another kanye beat i don't think new york was the murder capital by then but I, i'm not gonna fact check it murder my wallet i mean the price is outrageous here <laughs> for you asking what happened to you Allure, Jay-Z has said this is his favorite Jay-Z song. Oh. Wow, really? See, I, I, this is, Russell, you asked, this is the one, I don't love the synth string, of, I don't love the beat on this one. So if there's a song I don't love, it's this one. It'd be like us claiming that our favorite podcast was the Bob Dylan Highway 61 episode, right? <laughs> hey, can I just tell you guys, a great podcast I'm listening to now is a guy who reviews everybody's podcasts, okay? Oh, that sounds horrific. Uh, no, I was kidding. He left a voicemail for us once. And is one of the, can I just say this? He's the last Apple review that we have. And it bugs me every fucking time I look at it. Because he's like, I reviewed this on my podcast. I was like, you piece of shit. So can somebody, a listener out there, just do me a favor. Can you go on Apple and leave a funny review? Okay. Just just read a funny, leave a funny review. I'll read it. I cannot look at that guy's fucking review anymore when I look at the reviews on Apple. Please. All right. And that's a normal thing to ask for. Rob, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave a review. But it's going to take me a while to type, though, because I've got my hand in this bag oh. of chips. 
Oh, I knew what you're going <laughs> to One of my favorite bits we don't do anymore was when Russell used to clang on the keyboard. I think that's his good roommate one. said that it was too loud. It was keeping her up. <laughs> Upstairs playing the uh, My first song actually has Biggie up at the front here. I have been accused yeah. by my upstairs landlord as a loud typer. Yeah, but you got to have those clacking keyboards, Russell. You're not an animal. Already does the double time flow on this one. Where he's just like, yeah, I can do that too. Barack Obama came out and said, uh, this is his second favorite song during the 2012 election. First, of course, being Drones Over Baghdad, which was a... Uh, Remix Thrones over baby. Oh. <laughs> All right, so that's a great way to end the album with such a great joke. Okay. Right, I'm going to edit in maybe some other jokes from earlier in the episode that went really well. But right now, let's get into our rating system. Jay Z, the Black Album. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The pattern, very popular. Beck did it better. Rating, rating system. system. Oh yeah. How many colored albums do we have? I would count Weezer's Blue Album. Right? Beatles Metallica White. Black Album. Black. Metallica's Black Album. Spinal Tap. That Smell the Glove, which famously was just Blue, Black on Black. Mitchell. What? Yeah, Joni Mitchell Blue. <gasps> Blue. That's a the good one. Number three album of all time. Was there a Blue Miles Davis one? Always Blue or whatever? <laughs> kind of Blue. <laughs> kind of Blue. The, the modal <laughs> jazz album, Rob. Our most erudite oh, episode. So smart. Did not compare... Uh, uh, digital sex with eating chips in that episode. <laughs> that's for sure. Let's get into the rating good. system. Blue Lines, Massive Attack, Black Summer Night, Maxwell. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a lot of them. No. Kind of Blue, Miles Davis. We talked about Oh my him. God, you're looking at the list. I'm, I not love ready. It. I'm not ready for the rating system yet. We have this, this episode has not reached two hours yet. Oh my God. Oh, Black Man. Parade by Mike Slow Kennedy. That's Slow coming it up. down. Pink Moon by Nick, something called Nick Drake. Never heard of Nick Drake. Oh, you never heard of Nick Drake? Oh, yeah. He's a British guy, right? Uh, Listen, okay. Is this album 155 on the list? Is it rolling well toned? Okay. That would be like if somebody uh, is, uh, what have we talked about that would be funny for this? Hmm. Rolling. Quick guys coming to my rescue right now. What's something funny? Just name one funny thing we've talked about tonight. Lady with the hand and the chips. I know. <laughs> it's the hand and the chips episode. I know, but that's also my ending and joke, so I don't want to spoil it. Ah, TED Talks, okay. Would this, ah, whatever. Is it Rolling Well Toned? Okay, now Rolling Well Toned, of course, is perfect at 155. This is, a, hey, listen, it's a great album. Aaron loves it. If Aaron likes it, it has to be good. Okay, no matter what our downloads for Maggot Brain say. Okay, that would be rolling well toned if it's perfect at 155. If it should be higher on the list, which of course is a lower number. Okay, think of it like a protractor. You know how sometimes when it went up, it went to zero and it was 90 and there are two numbers and it was very confusing maybe if you were like a high school kid who was wearing flip-flops all the time. That is rolling boned. It should have been lower on the list, which is of course a lower number if we were looking down the list like on the website for Rolling Stone. Or is this a rolling groan uh, and I can't find the sound clip but oh there it is right next door uh, oh I don't like those together well, let's listen to that again mm. alright oh. so that sounds like me watching an Aerosmith video uh, <laughs> listen 
it, or is it a rolling groan? We did not care for the album. Okay, it should be higher than 155. What do you think, Aaron? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I do love this album, as Rob said. I remember it very specifically, being really stoked when it came out. I bought the CD, played it out. I thought it was such a cool concept. I really thought it was Jay-Z's final say in rap. So for me, I love the album. I don't actually know how I feel about a, a second J album before we have, for example, a second public. Third. 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 Wait, what's the other one we did? Did we do Blueprint? Blueprint Reasonable no. Doubt. Blueprint. I think we did both of them. Oh, I forgot yeah. we did Blueprint. Yeah, so three J albums before a second public enemy, before Tupac? I mean, Tupac's albums are uneven, but like, I don't know, like three J's before any Tupac. So I'm going to give it a rolling well-toned with reservations. Yeah, we haven't even seen Rob Van Winkle yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I haven't seen Nick Drake yet. <laughs> That's one for the hip-hop heads out there. Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? You know, I, I think... I've really enjoyed going through the quest and part of it is finding new artists that not new artists, but artists that I've never really listened to a ton of their music and then really enjoying it. David Bowie's been one of those and Jay-Z has been one of those for me too. I I've really enjoyed all of his albums we've listened to. And I don't know if he went mainstream or what, but I enjoy it. All the production and everything. I think all these songs sound awesome. So I'm going to say rolling well toned. I, I went back and I started listening to blueprint just to see, hey, how do they compare? And I think I enjoy this one more, but I don't know how you compare like someone's earlier albums, their first ones where they're kind of establishing who they are to later albums. Right. So it's, I think that's kind of difficult to compare it, but I think you guys are right. Three three might be a bit much, but all these albums have rocked. I'm, I'm all for it. So rolling well toned for me. Russell, some would say that maybe judging art and trying to compare it with art is a useless endeavor, Okay. But then if you make something that analyzes that, it's actually really cool. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? Jay-Z. Uh, I think it's an amalgamation of what these Ooh. other two have said. Um, I kind of, again, trying to figure out why there's three albums, you know, that we've had so far from Jay-Z. The Black Album, allegedly, according to Wikipedia, sold uh, 3.5 million. The Blueprint... Sold 2.1 or 2.7 million. And then uh, Reasonable Doubt, 1.5 million. So this is the best-selling album in the U.S. anyways. Um, and so I would, I put this album as Rolling Well Tone, but I wish this was the second album by Jay-Z and maybe another one down the list a little bit. I think three is a little too high. So I agree with the others on that one. But Rolling Well Tone for this album. Guys, unfortunately, you are incorrect. Once again, 155 in a row. I, it's Can't unbelievable. Okay. Much like the Washington it's Generals. It's quite the streak. You will, may never get it right. Uh, this album gets a rolling temptation. Temptation. Yeah. I want to retire. I'm done. Get me out of here. I, this album, I should be like this where I'm just like, guess what? I'm the best of all time. See ya. I'm out of here. Out. Only three years later, I'm crawling back. Okay. As soon as I have kids, which what a bummer. That's why you always want to keep that chip bag on. Okay, safe sex, kids. Next week, okay, <laughs> we get an album that I would say gets a Let It Be Plus. <laughs> it's Let It Be by The Replacements. Ooh. Uh, oh, okay. we go. got at least one. When you want to hear about the greatest albums Does he even listen anymore? I haven't heard people are really time. excited for next week's episode. I mean, if you're a big Replacements fan... I think you would have to tune in next week, right? It seems like it's the week for you, right? I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack.
did it better. Hey, Rob, I, I definitely think you made the right decision to, to delete all those bad jokes out of this episode that you deleted <laughs> earlier. <laughs> what if they just don't You're edit? Just pissing off Brian from Woodbury. He's going to want to know the He's bad jokes. <laughs> Maybe I should just release an episode where I don't edit anything out. <laughs> Anybody here like the long pauses where I just stare at everybody trying to remember what people were saying? <sighs> it's time to say goodnight. See, guys, the poll he took. Oh. Oh, held up no. the tent. <laughs> I feel like you guys didn't get that. I didn't. I did not get it. Held up the tent. I did not pull up my. You know what else Ding. is intense? <laughs> Camping. Camping. <laughs> Circuses. <laughs> you know what else is intense? Those freak shows. Or those old stripper shows. <laughs> I think that would have been fun, right? Like if you're at the circus, I think it would still be fun if you were at the county fair. And you're like, hey, the kids are eating mini donuts. They're going on the Tilt of the World. They're going to the Demolition Derby. And meanwhile, you're at the tent with the strippers in it. Now that's fun. Hey, guys, I'm just going to say this right now. Two things. Strippers. We got to two hours. Mini. We, two hours. we did it. Strippers and mini donuts. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? I'd like to see that in HD. The, I'll tell you that right the now. perfect world. <laughs> why is my dollar bill covered in cinnamon and sugar? <laughs> why, why not? <laughs>